Life's a Mitch. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 70 of Life's a Mitch podcast. For the last time, I had a reoccurring guest, uh, one of the awesome Newcastle alumni. And um, if you go back and check that out, I spoke to Martini and uh, she did an incredible feat raising some money for domestic violence and um, raising awareness for some very, very unfortunate people in Australia. So good on you, Martini. And I think she raised several thousand dollars. So if anyone's able to dig deep in their pockets, you'll find the link to that in last week's bio. So, so this week, Martini's actually uh, suggested uh, another awesome guest to come on. So my next guest is another Hunter Valley local, which is for those of you who are international and unaware, it's basically the Newcastle area as well. He, uh, very, very talented individual. I've been on YouTube looking at this gentleman's work. So uh, he's a master hypnotist, a master illusionist, all-around good bloke. I'd like to introduce Scott Foster. How are you today, mate? Hey, Mitchy. How are you? Good, good, Scotty. Where do we find you at the moment? Uh, mate, I'm in my hometown of uh, Cessnock at the moment. So, yeah, I'm just uh, chilling out, just um, in front of the computer and talking to talking to you. Oh, good time. So, yeah, the first year of the podcast, everyone will know I I was living, living in Curry Curry, the place so shit they named it twice. And um, Cessnock is the local, I guess, the, the hub city in that council area. So nice and close to home. And you're also a, a, a miner as well when you're not out, you know, doing uh, magic and stuff like that. So we'll delve more into that later if you want to. But we're mostly here to focus on um, your performances your hypnotism, your illusions and stuff like that. And I was wondering, before we go down the rabbit hole that is your life, uh, generally we do it in a timeline sort of sense. So I'll ask you how you got started out and, and up to today. Uh, but generally I like to kick things off with a bit of an icebreaking tool. And Scotty, I was wondering, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy this week? It would be my absolute pleasure to have a bitch with you, Mitch. <laughs> so... <laughs> I let the guests choose if they go first or second. It's up to you. What would you like to do? You know what? I'm, I reckon I'll go first. I reckon. Okay. Lay it on me. What's what's troubling you um, lately? Right. You know. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> what's that? So <laughs> you put you put things on Facebook, okay? And look, I know um, basically what I do, like magic and hypnosis. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I, I, I get that. Like, I mean, there's people out there that absolutely hate it and it's cool. It's cool. But it's when I put something like online or, you know, someone shares something of mine, there's always got to be like a Karen or a, you know, like someone on there that goes, no, nah, this is shit. This is fake. He's shit. Um, you know, like, Kaza, and then like or Shazza. <laughs> yeah, one of them, one of them as is. And, um, yeah, it's like just really grinds my gears. I'm like, look, if you don't like it, just scroll on through. Like you don't have to like big note yourself and say, oh no, this is shit or this is fake or oh, oh you can't hypnotize me. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, we're, we put this stuff out on like content out on. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not asking you to like it. <laughs> you know, just just scroll through if you don't like it. So that's that's what's going on my gears at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, you you're right. Like I I know it's like a different style of entertainment, but with this as well, like people can either listen to it or they don't have to. It's completely up to them. And, you know, you do this out of passion for, for liking to make people laugh and perform magic and entertain. Like you're an entertainer 
in, in I also enjoy entertaining doing this and um, negative feedback. It's not even negative feedback. It's it's critiquing stuff that people have nothing to do with. So yeah, like hundred uh, percent. It, empathize it's, with it's, them, it, it just it just blows me away, Mitch. You like I like I just it makes it sometimes like I I don't try and let it get to me, but sometimes it just like I want to write back. You know, I want to write back to him, but I can't. <laughs> or you know, if I do write back, I just kill him with kindness. Like I, I think I had one there the other day that they're like, "Oh no, these shows are shit. I wouldn't go to them." Blah blah blah. So I just wrote back, "Hey, so let's for instance use Daryl. I'm like, hey, sorry Daryl that you feel this way that you have to comment on this, but look, how about you? I just give you a few tickets to my show and come and say hello to me. You know, come and." Come and say hello and get you up on. You need to unlock your Mac first. <laughs> that was my Siri. You know when you're at the computer and you say you start talking. Well, Siri wanted to say hi, so thanks, 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 Siri. A little fun um, fact for you. Well, just while while we're talking about Siri, I've actually spoke to the voice of Australian Siri uh, about oh, almost a year ago now. Her name's Karen Jacobson. She's quite a singer as well. So a little oh, fun no, fact. Not another if Karen. Not another <laughs> Karen. <laughs> this Karen's awesome and lovely. So if anyone wants to hear the story about how she became Siri, go back and I think it's around episode 40. Sorry to interrupt you. No, Please that, continue. No, that's incredible. I, I I didn't know that there was actually a person that done that. So you've just blown my it's you've blown my my mind just then. And I, I'm the one that normally yeah, I'm normally the one that blows people's mind. But yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like I mean I just oh it just it literally drives my gears. I'm like so I just said to him look come come to my show and you know I'm I'm hoping he does because I'm just going to make a fool of him on stage. If, if he comes <laughs> up on comedians the, do if, right, <laughs> you know, if he, if he comes up on stage and thinks it's all crap and bullshit, well, righto, mate. Let's let's play the game. <laughs> Look out, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you, Daryl. <laughs> I um, we'll talk about it like like your upcoming dates and shows later. But I've actually bought tickets to the Lithgow show, and I I actually really want to get hypnotized. I've never been under the under before so if i'm oh, you'll be you'll be in good hands oh, sweet. Uh, the thing about lifco too like this is my third time um trying to make this show happen so the first time i went there i was um uh covid covid wrecked it <laughs> i know we hate talking about covid but it, you know, oh, it is what it is sorry mate you can talk about covid that's fine and then um and then the second time it was when covid come back and i was literally 23 minutes before i was about to step on stage 23 minutes and that um and then the government announced that everyone had to be out of the out of the clubs and pubs so i i was like i was i was devastated because i had a i had i had a full crowd they were ready to go and i was ready to step out on stage and then that was the announcement and i was like like what i've never been lost for words i've never been lost in a situation but that that i was just lost i didn't know what to do which was yeah it's crazy mate it's the arts, like uh, people like yourself, like I've spoken to magicians, oh, sorry, musicians, uh, comedians, um, those that sort of, for a sense, rely on that income, like uh, from venues and, you know, performance stage areas and stuff like that. And um, you'll probably agree with me here when I said that it was a detrimental uh, to a lot of musicians, a lot of performers like yourself. And when one of your big, like, sources of income goes it it forces you to make decisions you didn't think you could and oh it you was, know, I, yeah it was, it was crazy covid um yeah it's weird because you know i'm a, i'm just a spectator i don't really have any performing talents or whatever but when you 
pay to go see arts like your show or this is my bitch um when you when you pay to go and see the arts whether it's comedian uh, magician or musician or whatever um you know you take that for granted and we didn't look after our performing artists as good as what we should have in my opinion and they they, they took a massive hit so you know my, my bitch is um you know things like that our artists are being taken for granted and I would like to see if it, you know, if we ever did go through something like that again, uh, I would like to see our performing arts sort of area be looked after more by the government because there wasn't really that much incentive seemingly going on at the time. I fully, you know, I fully agree with you there. Um, like we had, we had them payments to come through for the performers and that, but it was, we had to, we had to jump through hoops to get to them. And, it, and it's funny, it's funny you say that, Mitch, um i going off like of what you just said about you know we have to go out and support people and the music and stuff like that i remember going to a concert um oh, it would have been maybe just before just after covid and i ran into a gentleman and he was 86 years old and he was he was there by himself and he was he was bopping away to the music and he looked at me and said mate if there's anything i can give you in life some advice he said go to every concert you can go to because you'll never get a chance or you may never get a chance to go and see something, a live show ever again. So just, and I just, it stuck with me. So yeah, just to touch on what you just said, it was, yeah, we just need to get out there and support everyone. <laughs> Wise words and enjoy the concert. Don't record everything on your phone. Like, yeah. That's, it's getting bad these days, isn't it? I mean, if you have to take a few snaps or a little snippet, you know, fair enough. But I don't like people that just sit there with their phone the whole time. It's like, why bother going? Like, hop on YouTube and watch it there. Anyways, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I went to Elton John there the other week in Newcastle, and I, I reckon the young girl in front of me, I reckon I watched the whole show, or I could have watched the whole show through her phone. That's, you know, it's just, I felt like saying, just put your phone down for a second. You know, just in, just live in the moment. Like, imagine what what it was like when we had no technology. We just lived in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, things were a lot simpler. I, I, a friend of mine posed the question to me the other day. He goes, "Would you imagine going through COVID without the technology we have today?" And I thought, "Gee, my landline would have been copping a flogging." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been would the old the old um you know them old telephones that you had to sort of dial each number individually. I yeah, if you saw fingers out there, that's for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent, and so you know, in one sense, the podcast started through um through lockdown for me. So in a sense, I'm grateful that it that happened, but it sucked that it, a shitty situation had to create. I had to use to create something out of it. So, anyways, that's my bitch done. Uh, do you feel good after having a bitch? You got any more on your mind that you'd like to say, or would you like to to hook into your story? No, I'm pretty sure Daryl already knows that I'm cranky with him. So look out, Dazza, Shazza, Kazza, Bazza, <laughs> all, all them. Oh, but not not the Karen that you mentioned. No, she's Ka a, she's a she, she's a good one. Karen is lovely. She um such a positive vibe, and she does a lot of work, uh, a lot of talks as well. So she's incredibly talented, and she does a lot of talks in the area of equality. And um uh yeah, so please go back, check out the music, check out the interview. And uh, you're seeing how incredibly talented she is. I, I love, I love positive people. That's that's what you surround yourself with, positive people, and then it makes it makes your uh, makes your life ten times better. I think. Hundred percent. So, um, we'll dive in. So, as I said before, we do things like a timeline. So, we'll and we'll delve into the different areas that you specialize in. We'll talk about your hypnotherapy. We'll talk about your illusions, and we'll talk about you know your time in the circus as well. But my first question is. What was the first thing you were ever a fan of? 
was it magic or what was what sort of started you down this path? Yeah, so definitely, definitely magic. Uh, that's a that's a big factor in my life. Um, I remember it was uh, it was what what day? I can't remember the day exactly, but I was I, I was five years old. And um, I don't know if you've if you know, but being a curry boy, you would know Wollombi, which is out in, yeah, the, out in the Hunter. Yeah, yeah, the pub out there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they they have a market day every um, Australia Day. They do like an Australia Day long weekend, and then the markets is on the Monday. So I remember when I was five, um, my mum decided to take me to the market for the first time. And before I even got in the, you had you do like a gold coin donation. Before I even got to the gold coin do, donation. There was a magician standing there. Well, at the, at the time, I didn't know it was a magician. It was just like a dude. <laughs> and um, he, oh, I don't know, like he he had a hat on, like a top hat. He had like a nice vest. And I was just sort of like drawn towards him. And he he sort of sort of like knew that. So he come over to me and he showed me this magic trick. And it was uh, two red balls. One went in my hand and one went in, in his hand. And then he, he said some sort of like magic sort of um, word. And then I opened up my hand and there was two red balls in my hand and he had none. And I was like, oh, I don't know if we can swear, but I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like. I swear, mate. That's fine. I, I was like, well, not like, if not at five years old, I didn't, but I was, my mind was blown. I was, I was, wow. I just couldn't, you know. And he I think he realized at that moment, like, oh, you know what? I really want to find this guy. And I would just, I owe, I, I owe him my whole career. Um, you know, I would love to, I hope he's still alive, but you know, he, he gave me them red balls and the whole market, I was walking around doing that trick, like in my hand. And that's where it started, Mitchie. That's, that was the, you know, I said to my mum that day, I said, mum, I want to be like that guy. And she said, oh, you know, you might change your mind, like <laughs> as mums do, like five years old. But no, I that that was the moment for me is that that guy. Like without him, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, right. Oh, I've no idea we'd start the search, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could ring the yeah. Wollongbye Tavern and find an old flyer or something they might have put up. Who knows? Yeah, um, like it's just it's it, you know I'm thirty I'm thirty one now and I still to this day I don't know his name I don't you know what I mean that's yeah but hey we we might cross paths another another time who knows maybe oh I hope you do that'd be great um <laughs> so okay five year old Scotty he's five year old that, Scotty that I is had, mind, I, that is mind blowing <laughs> yep so he's you know growing up in the Hunter Valley so how then do you like what was the first instance you've gone, you know what, I want to try this myself. Where was your first ever gig or what was the thought process leading okay. up to how you got started? So so five year old Scotty, uh come home from the markets, uh still 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 baffled, still mind blown. And um the week the week after that, um I went I wanted a um I wanted a, a magician's cape or a or a magician's I don't know what you call it. I don't know. We'll call it a cape for now, like a superhero cape, but a magician's cape. And my nan, my nan actually made it, um, made me one. And then that year for Christmas, um, I got a magic set. And for the, I don't know, for the whole whole Christmas day, I was doing 
magic tricks to the whole family. Like we had back in the day, we had like 70 people for Christmas lunch. <laughs> we have five now, <laughs> but anyway, maybe my magic was shit. That's why, that's why they don't come back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we had 70 people and I remember standing with my cape on doing magic tricks for the whole, like for my cousins, for my aunties, my uncles. And yeah, it just, I just got better. I just got better, Mitchie. And um, obviously the cape, the cape's not a thing anymore, but I still have it. I still have that cape and I thank my nan very much for that. So thank you, thank you, nan. Um, and yeah, I just, I done so much, like I just got better and better and better. And then I remember at age six, I read a book about hypnosis and I just, I just tried it. I just copied it on one of my friends. I just, so whatever the book said, I just said it to my friend and my, my friend ended up going into like a trance. So at the time, at that age, I didn't really know about trances and, and stuff like that. But obviously now that I've been doing it for so long, that's what it was. So then that's where the old your whole hypnosis come into it as well. Yeah, right. Okay. So you, well, for those of you who are unaware, for a five-year-old, so Australia Day is about a month after Christmas. And for a five-year-old to be doing it 11 months later is, in my opinion, a big deal. So you must have still loved it. And um, so six-year-old puts your friend into a trance. Okay, so then <laughs> I'm sure over the years you've tried to perfect your craft. So I assume in your magic box, what did you get, like cards and juggling balls and stuff like that, was it? Or Yeah, so I got um, I got cards. Uh, I got actually got another set of red balls. So that must be like that must be like the ongoing trick for kids that was the red ball trick. Um, and then I obviously learnt the secret how to do it. And I remember, I remember growing up. Um, I would always be watching YouTube, or um, I'd be always watching videos on magic. And then I sort of just taught myself. Like I just studied them so hard. Like every night, then I would I would sit up all night and just study and study and study. And then I remember getting the tricks and doing the tricks. And I would I would like wake my mum up at like one. 1am in the morning saying, mum, mum, check this out. <laughs> and you can imagine she's like, Scott, fuck off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's exactly she's what like, mum would have said. <laughs> she's like, it's 1am in the morning, fucking show me in the morning. And I'm like, nah, I have to show you now. <laughs> so here we are, me and mum in the kitchen table, 1am. And um, we're doing this like card trick sort of thing. And I just remember it really vividly. I remember dad stomping up the hallway going, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and I was like, dad, dad, take a seat. He's like, I've got fucking work at 4am in the morning. Cause dad, dad was a miner as well. Yep. He, he okay. used to work up the, up the valley as well. Yep. And I just remember him saying, man, I've got to go to work in the morning, like in two hours. I was like, yeah, but you like, I'm, I think I was like, maybe seven or eight years old here. I was like, no, dad, no, mate, you have to watch this. So anyway, next minute, family, mum, dad, my sister, they're all in, they're all in the um they're all in the dining table just watching me do this card trick at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and did you then, pull it off or did you bugger it up? No, I nailed it. I thought nice. well nice. I, I think I know well if imagine if I didn't nail it though. Um, <laughs> Very cranky dad would imagine. <laughs> absolutely. But um, yeah, like getting back to the story, like I, I just everything that I could possibly do to to get to, to get better, I did it. Um, and look, I'm not saying that I'm the the best out there right now, but I like looking back on what I have done, I'm pr I am pretty proud of myself to to learn learn something that like 
I guess if you're really passionate about something, it makes you learn more, if that makes 100%, sense. 100% it, it does. You know? Like I, I at school, I hated maths. So there was no way that I was going to be good at maths. Like I just couldn't get the equations. I couldn't get subtraction and multiply. Like I couldn't read very, very good, write very good. Um, I had a teacher at school tell me that I was going up shit, shit creek without a paddle and I'd make nothing of my life. And, you know, like I, I thank that. I thank that teacher because I, I love I love people putting me down because it just makes me try 10 times harder to get what I want, I guess. Mm, I'm quite resilient like that too. They're like, you'll never do that. You want, to prove, you want to prove them wrong. Fucking watch me. <laughs> a lot of the teachers I um I spoke to have never bought a house. I've recently bought myself one, and I was told a few times I'd never aspire much, but you know what? Fuck being that critical of children and that miserable. Like, school, like, it sucks because the school curriculum is so minuscule compared to the life skills that you'll need. I mean, fuck, I've never used Pythagoras' theorem. Like, I don't care yeah. about, you know, the... the angles of triangles and whatnot unless you're a surveyor it's not going to come in handy so it's quite are you, a are, are you sure <laughs> yeah I no I, I fully i fully understand i fully understand you there um i've never i've never used that in my entire life but you know what's funny i'll i can count cards i will count cards so the cows come home but you put a mass question in front of me i'll, I'll go to water mm-hmm. you know because i i, I suck at mass <laughs> yeah and um but yeah, that so that teacher, he he told me that. He said that I was going nowhere in life. And you know, funny funny to say that. I was never, I was never, I was always a class clown at school. Like I always was getting kicked out for being funny, or well, I thought I was funny anyway. And um, so he's probably, you know, he's probably on the money when he told me I was gonna be nothing in life and you know, I'm going up shit creek without paddle. So I get it. Um and then Later on in life, I think it was maybe four years ago, just before COVID, um, he he actually come to one of my shows. You know, he paid. Oh, how was paid, how was that? Well, mm. he paid forty. If he paid forty bucks to see me, and you know, my 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 crew and I said, I went out there and I seen him in the crowd, and I said to my crew, "This show needs to be the fucking best show ever." <laughs> and it well, I thought it, I thought the show went really well, and he come up to me at the end of it, and he stuck his hand out and he said, Scott, I just want to apologize for what I said to you back at school. And I went, you know, I went, you know what? Thank you very much. And I, I could have called him. I could have, you know, said, ha, suck shit. You know, you're wrong. But no, I said, you know what? Thank you very much. Because without, as I said, going back before, without him telling me that I was going to be a nothing, it made me a something, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Like, and I think um, the great Mark Bernard, and he's a podcaster, Hollywood writer, he's, one of the best quotes I've ever heard, he said, stay humble, but let motherfuckers know where you come from. So, yeah, good on you. Stay humble. Remember who you are. Always, always got to always got to remember you can't, where you come from, Mitchie. Like, I, I'm from Cessnock, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like you were just talking about curry before. Like, Cessnock's yeah. probably just as bad as curry. <laughs> but we're, we, got, we're, we got the winery, so we were, like, maybe two points ahead of you there. But, but yes, absolutely. Always... I always remember where I come from. Like I, I treat I treat people how they treat me. Me so. too. So we okay. So that's uh, how you got started. So you fast forward to tell us about your first ever gig. Where was it, and when did you discover I, I, that you were? You know what? I'm going to okay, give you so, a crack. So fourteen, uh, age fourteen, I uh, went to a, a like a magic convention and done a magic show. Um, that was it. Was basically all the same stuff that I was that I 
sort of taught myself. So I wear the card tricks and stuff like that. Um, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I did hypnosis there because there was a period of time there where I thought hypnosis was fake and bullshit. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing that. I just want to do magic. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just a magic. Well, I actually ended up winning it. I think it might have even been a talent, like a talent quest or anyway, I ended up winning it. And, um, then that's when my name sort of started to get thrown around. And I was like, you know what? I can make a profession out of this. So I started, um, yeah, so 14. Um, and then my real my real big gig was in 2017. Um, it was actually at Adams Adamstown Bowling Club. And I had I had 250 people in that room. And I was as nervous as hell. I, oh, was I bet like, you were. Wow. You know, my, like, because at, at the time there was only 50 tickets sold. And I was like, fuck yeah, I've got this 50 tickets. That's that's like 50 people too easy. Like that's just like a Christmas lunch at home. And I walked out and within that like hour and a half period, there was people come from everywhere. And I walked out thinking that there was 50 people there. But when I got out, I couldn't move. Like I had I'd like planned things to do in the audience and I couldn't move. Like I couldn't, like there was people sitting in the walkways and I was like, where the fuck do these people come from? So I was like nervous as hell. Like I was shitting myself. And I looked over at my one of my staff members, excuse me, at the time. And I just looked and went, I can't do this. You know, I just literally couldn't do it. I just froze. And then I started like, then my lips started to move and I told the first joke and everyone laughed. And then it was just like go time. It was like, wow, I, I can do this. And then, yeah, I'd done the show and I had people come up to me at the end of that show and it's like, oh, geez, you must've been doing this for years. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. That was my first big show. And he's, he's like, no way. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 2017 was my was my actual first big, 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 big uh, production, big show sort of thing. Fair enough. So you, so can you um tell us where did you sort of learn your trade? Like, because you said you you're a hypnotist, you're a comedian, you're an illusionist. So how does one learn the art of hypnotism? Like, so you continue reading books since you were a kid, like you said, or where did you actually yeah, yeah. learn the, the the trade a little bit more? Yeah, so I, um, I basically uh, would have would have been probably roughly about that fifteen years old sort of age where I got back into hypnosis and I a book actually started reading books and watching online because obviously YouTube was was starting to get a bit bigger back then, so people were putting stuff on there, and I I decided to do different techniques of hypnosis and trial it out, and I thought, you know what? There's no market for this. There's no there's there's either you're a magician or you're a hypnotist. There's no not one dude doing both. So that's when I really knuckled down and I went into a um I went to a hypnotherapy college up there in the Gold Coast. And they didn't they didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to touch the stage side of it because they think that we're making fun of them of their of their profession, I guess. So I was like, well, hang on a minute. You know, she's like, Oh, but you want to help people. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. If you come to one of my shows and I make you laugh once and you've had a really bad day, I've just helped you, you know, laugh. And she said, okay, start Monday. So I've done two and a half years of a, of a college to get qualified for hypnotherapy. So that means like I can do weight loss and smoking and stress and all that sort of like the therapy side. But that's not as fun to me as obviously the, the stage side because I can make people do silly stuff. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'll, I'll tell you what, we will we will delve into a few, a few things that I get people to do. Um, you'll, you know, it's, it's pretty funny, actually. And, yeah, so I just 
I did it. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to be the first person here in Australia to do both in the same show. And so when I walked out on that show in um, 2017, I just did both. And from there, it just took off. It literally just like people people want to see it. And I, I was and I was really happy that people wanted to see what I could do. Yeah, right. So not only do you perform, but you're a qualified uh, hypnotherapist specializing in helping people with smoke and weight loss and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Mitchie, that your mind is – well, you would know, Mitchie, your mind is incredible. Like I've been, like I said, I've been studying it since I was six years old and I still don't know everything about it. If you knew everything about it, then it would take the fun out of it, right? Absolutely. I always, yeah. I like to learn something each day. If I can't, then it's a day wasted in my opinion, but uh, good on you for always pursuing uh, to be better. So what, if, if you were to describe your show to people, you sort of already done it. What could they expect to see? Uh, a few laughs, a few illusions, hypnotist. What would you, how would you sort of sell that? Do you think? Yeah, well, I think um, I think my show, in a nutshell, is is basically the unknown. I want I want you to come to one of my shows, and I want you to walk out of there thinking to yourself, "I've I've got no idea what's real there." Like, are them them people on stage really doing the stuff that I asked them to do, or did you really cut that person in half, or is that you know is that straight jacket really real? Like, I just yeah, I like the I like the element of of the unknown. I guess I like. The mystery of it <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 hard to explain my show because it's so full-on like there's a lot of moving parts um you know i'm doing a I'm doing a magic trick over here but then old mate's having a baby at the end of his penis over there so i'm kind of just i'm kind of <laughs> like so I have a little party trick where I make um where I make a male have a have a baby at the end of his penis and um he thinks he's given birth and it's yeah it's obviously coming out. So you know I'm trying to I'm trying to do a card trick over here and being like real and professional. This guy's over there screaming in pain because he's given birth and it's just it's just chaos on stage. And that's what makes it funny because you know the 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 females in the audience they they love that part because Childbirth is meant to be the worst pain in the world, and yeah, right. almost almost experience it. Did they actually pass <laughs> a kidney stone, or <laughs> just one stretched oh. out urethra? <laughs> oh, I have I have heard that I haven't ever had that, but I have heard that's probably second to childbirth. So I don't want to try that, Mitchie. But but yeah, and then I have like a this little doll, and they literally think that that's their baby, and it's it's incredible how the mind works. They want to feed it, they want to name it. Um, it's, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the things, the things that you get people to do on stage, you would, you would never see it. You would never see it in the normal, in the normal world, I guess. Well, I will go on record. Now, if you need someone to need, if you need a, uh, a willing volunteer, I would love to be, to help you out if you need it. Um, would you like to have a baby out in your fantasy, Mitch? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, <laughs> it doesn't really get used for much else <laughs> as well. Um, Just swiping on Tinder like a, and shooting dust clouds at this point. So <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, if you when you come to the show and lift go, oh, that. So I will. I will just go on record too. I don't make anyone get up because if you get forced to come up, that's where um, that's where it doesn't work. Yep. Okay. So if you're if you're in the audience and your mate's trying to pull you up, it's not going to work. Like you have to literally and physically get up and go. You know what? 
I want to try this. And then we're we're already halfway there. I have so, an open mind. I'd love to give it a crack. I really would. Well, I think I think you would be a character, Mitchie. So I would have to I'll have to get the video of this and I'll have to put it up and show everyone. Okay. We'll sort something out. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll talk about tour dates later, but um yeah, I'll be there at Lithgow Workies on the first of April. And yeah, I'm looking, shows I'm looking coming forward up in, to it. Me too. And you got shows coming up in New Year as well. We'll talk about it shortly. Um, but one thing I, I I also wanted to ask was I know that as a performer you wouldn't actually base your performance off anyone else like no one wants a, co- a copy paste uh, entertainer but are there people that you have taken inspire from maybe like yeah what was his name Peter Powers or um, anyone like that has anyone sort of influenced you apart from this gentleman you met at the at Wallenby there, would you think? Well, there is absolutely. Um, so <laughs> Peter Powers, he he doesn't really like me. He he sent me a message saying that you know I should probably stop what I'm doing. There, I, I uh, as as I was getting uh, well, as I was getting better in my career, I got a lot of hate messages from other hypnotists. Uh, or other magicians saying, "Oh, you don't know what you're doing. You've you've been in this industry for five minutes." And I just I put it down to I guess jealousy, and and I, and I'm okay with that. But there is one person that I look up to, and uh, it's Cosentino. Um, Cosentino is the one of the best magicians I've ever seen. Um, I only literally just seen him a couple of weeks ago, and I I don't want to be like him, but I but I do inspire the, to be him. Um, I think. I think he's amazing. Um, he's he's, the, a, one that, he, he's, he's the one that got me in. Yeah, he's incredible. I was going to say he's famous for like being an escape artist, isn't he? Like at yeah, straight jackets yeah. and. Well, that's uh, that's why that's why I now I do a straight jacket escape. Um, I've I've jumped in drums full of water and escaped. Um, and they're 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 real. They're they're not they're not magic. They're not you know they're not tricks. Like I'm really holding my breath. Uh, I think I got three minutes in in that drum full of water there uh, in 2019. Uh, I'll never do that trick ever again because um, I nearly I nearly died. But I got out. It was all it was all good. Um, but yeah, now now I do straight jackets es- escapes. Uh, Houdini is a good. Ins- he inspired me to do this as well. So it's just not Costantino. But at the time when I was when I was learning all this, uh, Chris Angel was another one. Uh, he had TV specials. Like there's a there's been a few people that have inspired me. But you will you won't see um, you won't see in my show someone else's stuff because I want to be original. And that's yeah. that's what that's what I want to be. Hundred percent. That's good. They're like um, I prefer originality when I go to perform. So illusions, escaping, hypnotism, and comedy. Sign me up. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Signing you up, eh? Well, I'm actually, like I said, so I'm I'm working on my straight jacket escape. And so on, on this tour that I'm about to start, I will I will be doing my straight jacket escape um for, for everyone to see. Sweet. So let's talk uh, tour. So as mentioned, you're going to Lithgow and Newcastle. Uh, where are some of the places that you've got uh, booked in so far for your tour? Yeah, so I've got um, I've got Dubbo, uh, I've got Inverell, Batemans Bay, Armadale, Wollongong, uh, War- Warner's Bay. I said we said that one, and then there's one more, and I can't remember. I can't listen my memory. I can't remember that one, but there is one more. <laughs> so I've got. I think there's about 10, 10, 10 or so um, all lined up, ready to go. Yeah, and um, what we'll do is I'll get the link. Uh, off you later and i'll post it in the bio as well as ways if people want to get in contact with you um as well so i'll get you to repeat those at the end and but yeah, so cool. i'll give it i'll make sure there's a link to click for everyone to make it nice and easy and um that'd be awesome so basically it's it's a tour of new south wales regional new south wales yeah, yeah. basically yeah. yeah and nice. like i mean i love 
Um, I love going out to like towns like Armadale and Inverell because, <clears throat> excuse me, because nothing happens. Nothing happens like this out there. Like if they want to see a show like this, they have to travel miles. They have to travel into Sydney or they have to travel, you know, in a state to see this. But I'm I'm going to bring my show right to their right to their front door. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people will, will be appreciative of it. Um, so, so I, I have I have a question for you, Mitchie. Ah, uh, right, far away. Have you are, are you claustrophobic? Uh, I don't think I'm too bad with claustrophobia. So you reckon if I reckon if I see you in Lithgow and put my straight jacket straight jacket on you, you'll be you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll give. I wouldn't be able to get out of it, but I certainly yeah, I'll give it a go. <clears throat> right, it's it's on. I'll uh. I'll, uh, we'll have a practice before the show. I'll, I'll put it on you and see how, and see how you go. Right, eh? And uh, <laughs> if I don't get out of it, just feed me schooners at the end of the show. That's fine. Yeah, we can do that. Well, we're plenty of plenty of schooners. <laughs> that's, oh, that's one thing about my show is you cannot go sober. You got You got to have a drink and enjoy yourself. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Even if you're pregnant, have a few schooners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't, look, don't do that. <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty sure my mum had my mum had a couple of drinks, and I turned out just fine. <laughs> I, I uh, is there a lucky Deba- yeah. debatable, but yeah, is there a lucky someone in your life? Are you flying the solo flag at the moment? No, I'm going solo at the moment. I was going to say, um, um, yeah, on your profile, if you have a, an online dating profile, say where magic truly does happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think I, I I got over I got over all that tin and stuff. I deleted all that, but I'm pretty sure one of my um phrases was. My mum said I could be anything, but I'd rather just be yours. <laughs> that, mate, that's as cheesy as as this. I was wondering, is there? Could you please tell me how much a polar bear weighs? I don't think I could. That's enough to break the ice. Hey, Mitch, can I buy a drink, please, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many times has that worked? Um, one actually, out of about one. six or seven. Oh, I tell you what, that's good. That's a good. That's a good hit rate. Oh yeah. Well, most of the people I asked had partners. I didn't know. It's like okay, fair enough. But um, there was a girl, I, I put it on a member of oh, West Leagues Club at um, New Lambton there. So uh, the old the, marble the, bar. The good old stomping, the good old stomping ground. <laughs> yeah. So there's, <laughs> uh, there's, there's a marble bar. I don't know if it used to, if it's still up there, but upstairs there was a uh, marble bar, um, quite a nice looking, um, there was a piano, a piano would play and um, yeah, a really good vibe, nice, nice, comfortable chairs. And there was a, a group of women who mostly had wedding rings on and noticed one was single and. She went to the bar and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go up and just say, g'day. I used the line. She said, that's great. I'm just here with friends. I was there with friends. We ended up, eight of us just ch- uh, chatted the whole night. It was fun. I got a phone number and we dated for a little while. So yeah, success story tick. Thanks, West wow. Leeds Club. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, West Leeds Club. I, I do have a, I do have another little story for you about the whole, um, so a, a lot of people, a lot of people think because you're a magician, you could get girls like like magic. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, for the record, that does not fucking happen. Okay, <laughs> um, look, chicks they love card tricks. I'm not going to lie, they do, but no, it just doesn't work like that. So I can't magically make them come home with me because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> for my so next trick, remember- abduction. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for my next trick, I'm going to kidnap you. Um, I remember uh, I done a bit of a tour. I went to Cape York. Which is the top end of Australia? Australia. See how look how bogan I am there. Australia. I'm always going to be. I'm bogan. from Cessnock, mate. You're from Cessnock, <laughs> mate. Um, 
Yeah, so we were we we're traveling back from Cape York. So I've done a I've done a few shows on the way at just like the stations up there, just by word of mouth. Like they knew that I was in the park, and I said, "Yeah, look, a couple." You know, I think it was a couple hundred dollars for an hour show, which was incredible up there. So on the way back, we called into a place called uh, Mitchell. So Mitchell is like what a great uh, place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. Well, what a coincidence. Um, yeah. We so we called into Mitchell and. I had I had had I reckon quite enough drinks I reckon <laughs> I I'll just I wasn't intoxicated but I was almost there I reckon a couple more and I would have been definitely intoxicated so I was at the bar and I had I had the deck of cards I always carry a deck of cards on me just in case you never know when you need a good magic trick and these four young girls walked in and I'm talking like they were like twenty they were twenties they were like twenty out of ten it was they were incredible and I was like you know what. I've got some rum in my belly. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do some car tricks to them. And so I stumbled over and I walked up to them. And I'm like, hey, you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. So I'd done this car trick. Well, it must have worked because I didn't get to take them home. But she turns around and says, oh, you have no idea who we are. And I'm like, look, love, I'm about 11, 11 rums up here. I'm not going to, I have no idea who you are at all. And um, she's like, oh, we're the, we're the crack up sisters. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm from Cessnock, <laughs> you know. Like, like, <laughs> Where crack you know, like just, is through many sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't, I was like, I don't have any sister. I've got one sister, but I'm like, I'm from Cessnock. Like, that, that's cool. Like, it's like saying I'm hungry. Nice to meet you, hungry. Um, and yeah, and she's like, We're the crack up sisters. I'm like, Yeah, cool. And she's like, I'm also a booking agent. I'm like, Oh, yeah, cool. And I was like, Do you want to see another card trick? And they're like, No, have you got a business card on you? And I was like, Yes. So I did that. And I was like, She goes, Oh, I'll be in touch. I'm like, No, no, you won't be. <laughs> you won't, you won't be ringing me. Well, anyway, four days later, she rings me and she says, Hi, it's such and such. I'm with the crack up sisters. And I'm like, Who? <laughs> I thought it was like, I was like, is this a joke? Or she's like, no, we want to book you for Birdville races. And right. um, where's Birdsville? So Birdsville is like in the middle of Australia. Like I'm talking fucking hot. And if it's not hot, it's fucking hot. And it was like, so it's like Melbourne Cup of the Outback, though. Yeah, right. So there was like there was like seven and a half thousand people there at one at one race meeting for the whole weekend. So it's like a little town, little pub. And everyone flies in like there's a there's like an airport next to it. Anyways, so I'm like, holy shit! Like you want to book me? So they've paid for my flights, they've paid for my accommodation. I'm I'm in the middle of Birdsville. I'm in the middle of Australia. I walk out to seven and a half thousand people on stage and 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 do what I and do what I love. Um, so I was hypnotizing older people. I was hypnotizing younger people. I was doing illusions, doing magic, and that would have to be best highlight of my career i tried to pick up at a pub next minute i'm in birdsville well that's ironic because you're trying to pick up a bird as we call it here in australia if you're going after a girl you're like, oh, i'm gonna go try and pick up that bird and uh look at that you flew the coop <laughs> oh, i know i know I, I tell you what i couldn't i couldn't believe it it was like a pinch me moment i was like surely this is not happening to me like and i am so i am so grateful of that moment. Like I got to meet, I got to meet people that I would never ever meet. Um, it, 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 look, do yourself a favor, Mitchie. If you ever get a chance to go to Birdsville, uh, anyone out there listening, if you ever get a chance to go to Birdsville races, it's number one. I, I would definitely have it on your bucket list. Absolutely. I do love a race, mate. I do love me a punt. <laughs> I'm not real good on the punt, but, um, Neither am I, you know, 
<laughs> you think with all my magical powers, I'd be able to pick the lotto numbers or or pick the race. But look, let's be honest, I can't. <laughs> You've picked Life's a Mitch podcast, mate. I think that's pretty magic. Well, mate, it is a bloody good podcast. So I have, I have, I have been listening. It's, it's, it's uh, definitely uh, getting me through the twelve and a half hours in, in a dump truck, which I am currently doing at the moment because obviously COVID. I needed mm. a job, and the mines were calling, and they paid, they paid great money, and that's what supports my magic, my magic trick buying, because yeah. the magic tricks I buy are. Fucking expensive. <laughs> I am, um, and as a fellow shift worker, fellow haul truck operator, uh, my heart goes out to all the shift workers out there. So yeah, good on I, you for fighting the good yeah. fight, mate. That's. I tell you what, I thought, I thought, you know, back in the day, I thought you guys were, oh, you're just whinging, you know. But when you actually do shift work and it's twelve and a half hours, being in a truck for twelve and a half hours at night at three a.m. in the morning when you were so dog shit tired, I, I take my hat off to you guys. Absolutely, you are one of us now, mate. Um, I know I should take my own hat off, but <laughs> I don't normally wear hats. So there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, I one thing that's that's close to my chest that I want to get your perspective on because I, if I have someone on in mining on here, I like to uh, get your thoughts on this. Um, so yes, it pays good money, but what people in my life sort of either failed to understand or just have never really thought about it was you know the amount of shit that we miss out on. I mean. The amount of yeah. weddings, birthdays, whatever, because we're always working every second weekend, just shit like that, and like the amount of sacrifice we're making on our bodies to have a comfortable lifestyle, like I, it, it just frustrates me that you think minor people assume oh he earns heaps of money, I mean yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the toll it extracts, um, it's bullshit, mate. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with me, or what are your thoughts on oh, that? Oh, I know, I, I agree with you hundred percent, Mitch. Um. So the, the the beauty about my roster, it's a uh, five, uh, it's a four on five off roster. So I have five days off, um, which I am lucky enough to do that. So I book all my shows in that for them five days off. But there is weekends there where I miss, you know, I missed I missed my nephew's birthday a couple of weeks ago because I couldn't be there. Um, I miss mate's wedding because I couldn't be there. It yeah, it takes uh, it takes a toll on your body. Um, shift work, it, it takes a toll. They reckon it takes ten years off your life, and and I I reckon that's true. <laughs> um, you know, you come off that night shift, and you know you don't feel like doing anything for the next three days. You don't feel like doing anything for the next three days because you've got to catch up on sleep. Um, so I, mate, I fully I fully agree with you there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the message on I've already put it out there, but if you do know a shift worker, whether they're a minor a nurse, hospitality, uh, frontline emergency workers, whoever it might be, you know, if they do have a comfortable lifestyle in a house, just know it comes at a cost. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, just if they are upset or cranky, they might have just come off a, a 24-hour shift or something. So just be kind and be empathetic as you can and, and just know we're all working in this together. And same as if you're at one of Scott's performances or any artist out there and it's not your vibe, you don't need to be a dick about it. Just move on. Be great. Be graceful in what you do. I mean, I know for a fact I'm going to enjoy this show and I very much am looking forward to it. So um, before we finish up there, Scotty, uh, people yep. want to get in contact with you. Where can they find you uh, and where can they find the, the links to your shows coming up? Okay, so I am on all your social medias, so TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I never got into Twitter because I just don't know how to fucking use it, so let's just leave that one there. Um, but but my, your major ones, um, so basically uh, hypnotic hypnotic hypnosis or hypnotic illusionist hypnotist uh google me you'll definitely you'll definitely see my ugly mug that's for sure um and basically you can get all all the tickets to my shows from 
the website, which is www.hypnotichypnosis.com. But you'll you'll find me if you if you if you look hard enough, you'll 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 find me. That's for sure. Yep, I'll and I'll post the links in the bio. It's hypnotic. How you spell it normally, but with a K. Yes, that's correct. Hypnotichypnosis.com. Um, and do you have any further messages that you'd like to say to anyone? out there who may be considering going to a show or uh, what would you say to that or anyone like yourself who was young and inspired and might be thinking about becoming a performer themselves what what advice would you give to those people oh you know what if if you have a dream that so my my lookout is is if you have a dream just follow it um you're gonna in life you are going to get people that will put you down, will tell you that you're no good at something. Um, and, and that's okay. Like then people, then people are out there. That's in the real lot, that's in the real world. But it's it, but it's what you do, it's what you do next that that will make you better in life. I always believe, I always say, uh, if you believe anything is possible, and it, it really is, you can you can achieve anything. And Honestly, just just go and just go and chase that dream and take and take that risk. If you don't take that risk, you won't get any reward. And that's that's all, all I basically have to say, Mitchie, is just just do it. You know? If you if you are good enough at something, even if you aren't good enough, just do what you do that, that you love. Do you know, be happy. <laughs> be happy and just be you. hundred percent because and there are those that don't like to leave their comfort zone. That's cool. Uh, you do your nine to five, go home, stay a safe life. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, but then people that the, the people that do that, they are the people that whinge and they're not happy with their life. But so, so if you, I know it, I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be hard, and there's going to be insecurities, and there's going to be, um, there's going to be depression or anxiety. Um, look, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for you to give me a call. You know, and we will talk over the phone. We will. I will help you with your anxiety. I will help you with with your depression and your stress and your worries and your fears because that's what that's what I do. I want to help you to be the best person you can be. Wise words, right there. And as always, um, anyone who uh, wants to be in contact with the show or wants to know more about some of the guests I've had on or uh, talk about anything, you're more than welcome to hit me up on the socials. And uh, please check out Scotty's work, uh, his TikToks, his website, his links. Included in the uh, bio. Thanks for the advice, Scotty. And I agree Mate, as well. You're, like, a, you're a bloody legend, Mitchie. Uh, stop it. Stop it. And look, you know what? I look, I look forward to catching up with you for a beer at Lifco. Or oh, maybe not a beer, maybe like 10 beers. Mate, we'll just keep Lyft going, 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 eh? <laughs> <laughs> up and up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to lift go with this episode right now. Oh, but, um, wow. <laughs> as always, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you all had fun, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.